0: Hello, I'm Jo Fay, and this is a Swiss Info podcast. Swiss Info is the multilingual and international public media company of Switzerland. This is the second in a six-part series on science from Davos in the Swiss Alps. It's part of a selection of audio content from Swiss Info in English. Some decades ago, if you broke a bone, it could have been a problem that would stay with you for the rest of your life. Thanks in some part to research in the Swiss town of Davos, many fractures can be fixed nowadays. Last week, our science journalists Sarah Ibrahim and Michaela Andina took you to the Davos AO courses an annual training event for bone surgeons from around the world. In this episode, they'll find out about some of the latest innovations in bone research, some of which are being developed to replace animal testing in the future. Here's Sara. We're now on our way to the AO Research
1: Institute in Davos. Today, more than 100 scientists and PhD students from all over the globe are working here on new technologies to fix bones, discs and cartilage. Some methods need to be tested on live animals, including sheep, before they can be used to treat humans. The institute has its own stable, where sheep for tests are kept and looked after. The area is widely fenced off to prevent other animals bringing in any kind of diseases. In Switzerland, animal experiments may only be performed if no alternative methods are available. The Institute must comply with strict rules and makes great effort to not inflict pain on the animals. And new technologies are being developed to replace animal experiments in the future. Grad is the focus area leader of disc and cartilage biology. She shows us an ongoing project that aims to replace animal testing. Its main component is a bioreactor inside a glass container the size of a big bin. Robotic arms are constantly moving the bioreactor.
2: One of our main problems for most cell and tissue culture is that uh, they are in static condition. You have the cells just in a dish and this is not really representative of what is happening in the human spine, for example, and um, here we have um, uh, the first kind of bioreactor, where we can culture under sterile conditions for several weeks, even for several weeks. Um, a whole intervertebral disc. In this case, the intervertebral disc is extracted from a bovine table. and but the cells on the disk, and the disc and is still. Everything is still alive and sterile, so it's like in a living animal or in a living human. And with this, we contribute largely to the um, advancement of the like alternatives to animal experiment. That's one of the major points uh, we are addressing here to contribute the CR rules of replacing or reducing animal experiments by this very, very advanced ex vivo models. So it's still, the tissues are still from animal, but you you don't need uh, to actually operate or use an entire animal to test exactly. this. And since the animal is from the slaughterhouse, so we don't kill any animal just for research. So we don't uh, use any or kill any animal for research and that's why we can uh, contribute to the reduction or replacement of animal experiments.
1: We move on to a room containing several incubators. These look like fridges and contain several bioreactors. Can you tell your name and role here at the Institute?
3: My name is Martin Stoddart. I run the regenerative orthopedics program here and I also run the mechanobiology group within that program.
1: What do you show us?
3: Um, This basically is our custom-made cartilage bioreactor system. And so the way this particular system works is we have four stations where we can add samples in culture medium, so we can culture cells. And then on the top, you can see these four rods. And on those four rods, we would normally put a ceramic hit ball, the kind of hit ball you'd implant into patients. Mm And where that gives us the advantage is, with a different set of motors, we can move the ball up and down to to compress the tissue. We can rotate the ball to apply shear, or we can do both at the same time, which then allows us to mimic the articulating joint, such as the knee. And so a classical study would involve putting a sample in here where we would take human bone marrow-derived stem cells, because we want to treat patients, We would encapsulate those in a fibrin gel, which mimics a lot the the tissue when it's damaged, so you have a fibrin clot. And then we want to see how the mechanics changes the cell behaviour. And the reason we want to do that is because if you need to repair a bone or cartilage, often the mechanics changes the way the cells behave. And classically what cell culture people, cell biologists like myself would do is we would add a protein into a culture medium and then put them into an incubator which is not moving. The problem with that is you can't give patients growth factors all the time. And we were asking questions like where would the growth factors naturally come from? Mm-hmm. And so using this device, we can mimic the load. We've now devased a load which can actually push the cells from stem cells towards cartilage-like cells which can help repair bone cartilage purely using mechanics. And the way that works is the cells themselves make the right proteins and then using the mechanics, we can mechanically activate one of those proteins to turn it on.
1: You don't need the growth factor anymore, this is the idea.
3: Yeah, the idea would be we just need to get the correct mechanical environment in the tissue and then the biology will do it by itself.
1: So it means that also naturally in our body with the correct mechanics, the correct movement, we can repair some parts or what does these show?
3: It shows exactly that, that. With the correct mechanical environment and the correct type of load. So questions like, when should you start to load after you've hurt yourself? How much? How long? What ma- how large the magnitude should be? We know this from bones. The metal implants devised by AO affects the mechanical environment and that's why they work so well. And then we're taking this to much more a cellular level. So, we've known that bones heal, for example, through cartilage first, mostly. But why that happens is still a very big question.
1: Another project is about building bone cells with the help of sound waves. In this experiment, a petri dish containing a fluid is placed on a vibrating platform. The waves create structures inside the dish. There are controllers
4: to adjust the frequency of the vibrations. What's your name? Uh, Junxuan Ma. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a postdoc uh, working in the Sound Guided Tissue Regeneration Focus Area.
1: Nice to meet you.
4: Nice to meet you, too.
1: So you're going to show us how this uh, machine works?
4: Yes, yes. Here we want to construct the tissue organ in vitro so we can create an organ uh, in the lab so we don't kill animals. However, you know, um, uh, to construct this, you need to really this morphology because the organ is different than uh, just the cell culture on a plastic the glass. You can see the machine that it gives the vibration. This is a sound frequency vibration and then cause a f- fluid flow in it.
1: What's there is inside at the moment? Um, is there is, anything this is, inside?
4: This or? is um, some particles in the fluid mm-hmm. But we can also put cells in it, mm-hmm. so eventually. But now uh, we don't have cells, but this is uh, some particles in it. Mm-hmm. Just to demonstrate that we can locate them in the desired position. This is something we can totally control by the by the frequency. This is the frequency and the amplitude. Now we have a pretty high frequency. And then here you can see... From here, that the shape a certain shape will be formed, and if you reduce the frequency, and then a different kind of shape can be can be induced. So we can really form a a structure. This is cells like just like bricks, and then we use the bricks and stones to build a house. That's that's the whole idea.
0: That's all about bone research for now. If you'd like to see what these experiments look like, go to swissinfo.ch, search for Science Davos, and check out our videos. Next time, Sara and Michele will take you to the Swiss Institute of Allergy and Asthma Research, where scientists are trying to get to the bottom of pollen or food allergies. This episode was recorded and edited by our science and video journalist, Michaeli Andina. For more content, visit our website, swissinfo.ch. I'm Jo Fay. Thanks for listening.
5: Hello, I'm Imogen folks from Swiss Info's Inside Geneva podcast. On February 24th, 2022, Russia attacked Ukraine. The invasion caused Europe's largest refugee crisis since World War II. And during the year-long conflict, tens of thousands, possibly hundreds of thousands of people, soldiers and civilians have been killed. Over the past year, a number of episodes of Inside Geneva have looked at the heavy humanitarian toll of the war and its wider implications for the world. We've been joined by historians and international human rights experts to ask about the background to the invasion. We've talked to major UN aid agencies about how the war in Ukraine is impacting other humanitarian crises. And we've asked if sanctions or war crimes investigations can stop or at least limit this conflict. If you're particularly concerned by the war in Ukraine, do listen to these episodes. You can find Inside Geneva free to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google and all your usual podcast apps.